You are now listening to The Dime with Josh Rodriguez, your weekly go-to podcast for all things NBA. Subscribe on iTunes or listen every week on thedimepodcast.com. And now, your host, Josh Rodriguez. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Dime. Today, we say goodbye to the Boston Celtics. Katie's injury has flipped the script on this postseason, and the process still continues. If you want, you can follow The Dime on Twitter, at The Dime NBA. Give the show five stars on iTunes, and please leave a comment or review saying how much you love the podcast. If you want, call into The Dime Hotline at 805-826-3463. Leave a comment. Leave a question. You can diss me. All of that good stuff. I am Josh Rodriguez, your host, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. And right now, it is time for me to introduce to you my special guest. Yes, this is the first time I'm saying special guest because he is special. Ladies and gentlemen, he has absolutely no credentials to be on this podcast. Please welcome Kizzo. Hello, hello. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Now, for those of you who don't know, Kizzo is my best friend, period. So you don't have to be a media blogger. You don't have to be a personality. You just have to be a friend of mine who, I will be honest, he does know. He, he knows the game. He was a coach. Uh, he coached basketball, so it's not like he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I respect his opinion. If I didn't respect his opinion, he wouldn't be on here. So respect his authority. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not what you know. It's who you know. And I know Josh Rodriguez. <laughs> that's that's actually that's good. I like that. I like that. Now, before we get started, Kizo runs this Instagram account that I I, I feel is essential for you to know because we're going to be referencing it throughout the whole episode. It's called Ill Sports. Do you want me to explain it? Read that. Talking to my three W's. E W W W Sports. On Instagram. On Instagram. At E W W W Sports. Now, do you want me to explain how we came up with that, how you came up with it? I mean, please, it's your account, so it's please. you. You want me to do it? You have a better voice than I do. That's, you're the guest. That's okay. You, you sound better. Okay. So basically, throughout college, kids and I, we used to watch sports games, obviously. We grew up. We're best friends. We like all the type of sports. And listening to announcers, they say a lot of like sexual innuendos, and we are children. And after every sexual innuendo, we would go, ew. So here's an example. Ew! <laughs> that's a, that's uh, a snippet from Instagram account, and here's another one from Charles Barkley. Hey guys, jump on my back, and then they gonna come. Ew! <laughs> so that's at ew e w w w sports. It's interesting because we didn't think. Well, actually, Kizzo, I think Kizzo know this could blow up. It's at the beginning stages. Like we didn't have any followers. I should I should stop saying we because this is all you. You didn't have any followers in the beginning, and now all of a sudden you have these random athletes and public figures following you. Yeah, we got uh, – I, I got um, – I think it's four or five NFL players, including a Hall of Famer, some actors, athletes, uh, hockey players. What else we got there? Uh, brothers. The artists. Brothers of Melvin Gordon. Thank you. <laughs> uh, real whatever your name is, Gordon. Thank you. So it's growing. It's definitely growing. And if you want a good laugh, definitely follow Ill Sports on Instagram. Kizzo, this is an NBA podcast, though, so I'm going to need your honest thoughts. And 
a serious basketball mind for this. Are you qualified for that? I think I can handle that. All right. Well, now something that I do on the show is I, I give eulogies to teams that I feel are relevant and who pass away or who are eliminated from the playoffs. So if you can, Kizzo, you know, just pretend you're at a service. Be respectful. Moment of silence. Got gotcha. you. And this is a eulogy to the 2018-2019 Boston Celtics. Today, we say goodbye to the 2018-2019 Boston Celtics. Overrated by myself and many of the media that start the NBA season, the Celtics were pounded by the length of Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. Ew. Gordon Hayward returned from injury. Kyrie Irving returned from injury. Losing nobody and coming back as a squad that was one quarter away from an NBA Finals appearance. So what could go wrong? Everything. Everything could go wrong. Self-proclaimed genius Kyrie Irving never fit in and robbed everyone the wrong way. Ew. Jason Tatum regressed and now looks incredibly average. And Terry Rozier, he's probably cursing someone out as we speak. Such a tragedy this team was. A life lived very, very short. So goodbye, 2018-2019 Boston Celtics. You made me look like a fool going out on a soft five. Ew. <laughs> so, before we move on to the Sixers game, because you are a Sixers fan, for those of you listening, just your quick thoughts on the Boston Celtics. Well, to be completely honest, I think it's a great thing that their 2018-2019 season is over. I think that uh, if you're a Boston Celtics fan, you have to be happy. Why? You're a Celtics fan. You're rooting for them to win a championship. That's a great question. Uh, they weren't going to win it this year, simply put. Um, however, for their future, I think they looked much better last season. Okay. For, for their future, they should look into their past. Oh. Last season... They didn't have Kyrie, they didn't have Gordon Hayward, and they were a much better team. They played young and free, and uh, and I think they can revert back to that lifestyle after Kyrie and uh, players like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to be able to thrive again in this system. And Brad Stevens is really not made for a, a Kyrie Irving-type player. He's made for a system that's going to have these young players that come in and listen to him and really play his brand of basketball. So do you think Kyrie was the problem this year? No, I just don't think he was the solution. I think that they're, they're a better team without him. They're a better team where these role players turn into a little bit more than that and, and show what they're really capable of. Okay, I respect that. I was really high on them. I don't know if you knew this. I'm not sure we had to talk about the Boston Celtics, but I actually picked them to win this series. Yeah, that was a really bad choice. <laughs> do you like the Bucks? Somehow, yes, I do. Um, Giannis is a fantastic player. Uh, Bledsoe, solid point guard. They, they just have, have those little pieces that, that are really what we know, being 90s basketball fans. Yes. We, we know them as being championship pieces or at least deep playoff run pieces and, uh, and not the, the, what, what we've now grown accustomed to is the six superstars that we all have on, on every team. Um, I, I think that this is, this is uh, what the NBA might revert back to uh, as the superstar plans don't work. 
Yeah, you know it's funny you say that because a lot of the times these superstar plans don't work. They don't. I mean, even the Warriors, they were organic before KD joined, but they were organic. And, um, you know, teams like the Brooklyn Nets, they tried it. Teams like the Knicks tried it. The Lakers tried it with Dwight and Kobe. A lot of times these things fail. OKC is another example. They fail. And it's kind of weird that that narrative isn't really mainstream right now. It's it's just not popular. Everybody likes to put these teams together, like some, something like the Rockets, where you put together Chris right. Paul with with James Harden. You have a, a guy like Clint Capella who's good enough to be, uh, you know, donned a superstar yeah. kind of center in this in today's NBA. However, uh, it's 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 I don't know. It's it's not the the brand that we're used to. No, it's not, and it's not that effective either. Obviously, if you're having trouble even advancing past the first round in the playoffs in some cases well also make if, the playoffs. right and if and if you're putting together as the nba as the brand right you're putting together four or five super teams a year yeah well, three of them at least aren't winning <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good look not a good look at all all right let's move on to uh the sixers raptors series kizzo is a sixers fan um so what do you think i mean he actually called that they were going to win today's game by 17 points if you watched the game, you would know how ridiculously close he was to that prediction. Uh, I want to get started with you. I, w- I had a lot of questions prepared because I actually fully expected them to lose this game when I did this outline yesterday, and I was wrong. I was going to ask you, you know, let's just say hypothetically. Can you, can you say that again? What? You were what? I was wrong. You were wrong. Gotcha. It doesn't okay. happen often. Just, just, just it doesn't curious. happen Go ahead. So being a Sixers fan, this, this is a question I think that's going to be asked when their season ends anyway. So I'm going to ask you because you were a Sixers fan. How do you feel about the narrative that you have to trade either Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? And if you think one of them should be traded, who should it be? I think it's a ridiculous narrative. I think that neither of them should be traded. You have two franchise pieces. I'm what you, NBA yeah. what NBA team has that? Unless it's the the 2000 whatever uh Oklahoma City Thunder right. where you have Harden, Westbrook and and Durant and you don't even know what you're walking into. The the Sixers are in, a, in an incredible position right now where they have two franchise players. Ben Simmons is 22 years old. Everyone says he needs a jump shot. He's going to get one. If yeah. he if he has any desire to be a superstar and he does, he's going to get a, a jump shot. He's gonna find it. It's not happening this year. So anybody who thinks if they win game seven and he's gonna magically have it in the series <laughs> against the Bucks, you're crazy. Oh, he's not going to. No, no one thinks that. But he he's going to uh, develop that. And I think yeah. it starts with developing a fifteen footer next year and then maybe the year after he, he reaches out to the three point land. Um, but there's there's no way that if you're a Sixers fan or or executive that you would like to trade either Ben or Joel. You're building around both of them. Yeah, I think it's a little too early. I I don't know if this is like a point that's driven by you know these these debate shows because they need something to talk about that often becomes a narrative without having to become a narrative. I'm chalking it up to that because I don't think anyone in the Philadelphia 76ers front office is thinking we got to get rid of one of these guys. It's just simply not working. It's it's a stupid idea for them to think that. Absolutely agree. All right, so let's talk about the game. They they blew the doors off the Raptors, and Kizzo and I watched the game together. And from the get go, I mean, honestly, from the second minute in, first minute, the first couple possessions, Kizzo turns to me and he goes, "They're winning this game." Why did you know from the bat they were winning this game? Well, there was there was a very clear difference from game uh, five and six. Yeah, and it was all energy. And when these guys, Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Joel, I wouldn't even say needed it tonight, 
But uh, Tobias Harris, when he came down and scored the first two two points of the game, he came down the lane and dunked on uh, Baca or whoever it was. Doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> he came down the lane hard, ill, and and he, and he put it down, ill, ill, <laughs> right. And uh, I, I was on record saying that we would find out in the first six minutes of today's right. game if the Sixers were going to win this game and have a chance of winning the series. And we found out within the first two. I was wrong. We found out within the first two minutes that Ben was going hard to the rim and and uh, and Tobias and Jimmy. Jimmy Butler had this one play where they were they were up about 15, maybe 20 at the time, late in the fourth quarter. or And he, he pokes the ball away from Gasol, runs around him, saves the ball from going out of bounds, yeah. and, and and runs. it turns into a, fan, uh, a fast break for the Sixers. And that just showed the desire, the will to win, and the Sixers have it. And right now, I'm sorry, they got all the momentum. They're going into Toronto. Yeah. I think they win game seven handily, and they go on and they get to play so, Milwaukee. So you genuinely think they're the better team? Absolutely, you, they, absolutely. They're they're two Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde from. They're so bipolar. I, I I know it's a kind of a weird thing to say about a team, but I can't trust them from game to game. They're so inconsistent. You don't find that frustrating as a Sixers fan? Absolutely, find it frustrating. But what's but more, do you trust them? No, I don't trust not, that. Not at all. Do I trust them? But yeah. what's more, what what's uh, what's influential? Momentum. Momentum is influential. Yeah, but after game three, you could have said the same thing that they had momentum after game three. Then they lost at home in game mm-hmm. four. Yeah, not going to work every time, but I right. have a good feeling about Game 7. I think yeah. the Sixers win this, and uh, I think they have a good chance to have Joel be whatever kind of healthy he wants to be for the series against Milwaukee, and they've got a decent shot. It's going to be a real tough series in, you know, yeah. moving on, but let's focus on Game 7. I think they win it. I mean, obviously Kawhi does scare you, but anyone outside of Kawhi, you're looking at the team. I mean, I know you like Fred Van Vliet. You're one of those people who – who rides his D like I do. Yep. Absolutely loved Wichita State. <laughs> loved Wichita State. However, no, I'm not I'm not afraid of anyone outside of Kawhi. Kawhi, I'm definitely definitely afraid of Kawhi. If, if, here here's my synopsis. Yeah. I say you as Shaq always says, make sure the others don't do anything. Yeah. Make sure they don't do anything. If Siakam has a good game, you're in trouble. If you can defend Siakam and Gasol and Lowry, who I just I don't have any respect for, right? If you can make sure Lowry doesn't become a, 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 a an influential player in this series or in this in this game seven, it's Kawhi's not enough. That's he's true. Not enough. That's true. I mean, he's been playing outstanding the whole series. I mean, game five, he they didn't really need him. There was a it was a team effort, but I think that was more about the Sixers' effort and their right. lack of energy. And the Sixers were doubling him every time, and he was able to pass out of the double team. And if yeah. it wasn't turning into assists from Kawhi, it was turning into a hockey assist or even a hockey assist plus one where they were swinging the ball around the perimeter and guys like Danny Green were making wide open three-pointers. To me, he's the X factor. If Danny Green gets going, it's going to be... Sure. Yeah. Just guard him. Same way that, that everybody guards J.J. Redick in the playoffs. Right. Just guard him. You don't have to do anything special. Just make sure you got a guy on him and you're not doubling off of him simple as that it's really not hard you play against Kawhi that's that's great don't double him don't give him the same look make him score 40 points and I think I think you win the game if he scores 40 points because he's shooting in volume and uh and you know the, the other guys aren't getting into rhythms so speaking of rhythm though like I Every game, it seems like the Sixers run a different—I wouldn't say run a different offense, but it's a new person stepping up. It's a new issue maybe when they look bad. If As a Sixer fan, 
especially against the Raptors, what type of offense do you want them running? Do you want them going through Embiid? Do you want them going through Butler? Today, Butler played point guard. Ben Simmons, lately, especially in the playoffs, has been like in that dunker position. They don't really have him running the point as much anymore. He was aggressive today. When he got the ball in transition, he was really aggressive. And I think that's a good thing to have, you know, from your point guard or from your best ball handler in transition. But from the half-court game, what do you want to see from the Sixers? Because I feel like they don't have an identity, really. That's a, that's a good that's a good point and you know playing only what whatever it was seventeen games together uh, as a starting unit yeah you're not gonna have an identity so what do, what do I want to see I want to see energy and will to win I okay. want to see heart I want to see that T J McConnell in every single player who's on the floor because they're talented enough to beat any team and I, I mean any team including the the Rockets the Warriors. These Blazers that are shooting from 40 feet as we speak right now, they're talented enough to beat any team. So why do I need anything other than heart right now? Um, the way we saw them come out in the first six minutes yeah, with Ben driving to the rim, Jimmy driving to the rim, Jimmy going for offensive rebounds, uh, uh, Tobias taking it to the hole and dunking on centers. That's the type of Sixers that we need. It's not any kind of system going through Embiid. Let's ride a hot hand. Let's see if we can get everybody a touch. But it's 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 got nothing to do with X's and O's. It's got everything to do with will to win. So effort, move the ball around. Whoever's hot, you give them the ball. And it's that's like I'm coaching it. high school all over again. It's it's got everything to do with effort. Yeah, really, absolutely. So you don't you don't believe that you need some type of system in place? Uh, you you do. Yeah. But when you have a talented roster like this this. These five that the Sixers have right now, it's a different basketball than we're accustomed to. Yeah. We're accustomed to 90s basketball. You run either a triangle offense, you run something through well, Jordan, well, you run like something through... Today's offense is like spread, spread the right, floor. Right, get, get Reggie Miller open, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're used to. We're, we're used to finding schemes to get these guys open. Nowadays, it's a one-on-one league. It's a how do you get to the foul line. It's a how do you, how do you get open shots... And, and by open shots, I mean contested shots that aren't double teamed. <laughs> well, and, uh, and hitting your threes is big too. Yeah, yeah. But even for this Sixers team, you drive. I think we're going to be perfectly fine. Uh, JJ Redick on, on kickouts. If he if, if he gets hot, hot it's over. Yeah, but yeah. but even guys that that led the Sixers throughout the season, which are JJ Redick and Joel Embiid, these guys don't need to get hot for for the Sixers to win. You need will to win. You need effort on the defensive end and, and turning defense into offense because guess what? Everybody who says Ben Simmons is great in transition, they're 100% right. Yeah. He's fantastic in transition. Get him in transition. Play some defense. Well, there you go. See, that's crazy because you just said a bunch of like basketball talking points, but at the same time, I think they do apply here. You know, we can talk X's and O's all we want, but if you don't bring the effort and if you don't play your team's strengths, then it means nothing. Look at Game 5 versus Game 6. All yeah. the difference is effort, and it was a 36-point loss versus an 11-point win. It's a 47-point swing. And that 11-point win basically felt like 20. It was 20. Yeah, it was definitely 20. It was 17. So you got. So it sounds like you have – and this is – I just want to throw it out there. Kizzo is not – he's objective. He's not a homer. He's – he. We'll pick against his team. I'll tell you when Ben Simmons sucks. <laughs> you're, it sounds like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're taking the Sixers in Game 7. You've said it already. Sixers win Game 7 by 11 points. By 11? It's got to be double digits. They don't win close games. Interesting. Why Interesting. do you think that is? Because they're they, only because they have no set to their, run. Their only clutch player is Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Brett Brown is not a great coach, and down the stretch, he doesn't know how to how to play these kinds of games. That their saving grace in multiple games this season after the Butler trade was Butler. Yeah, and and, and the Sixers 
in the last two years in the in the Ben Simmons era, they're not able to win these close games. They're not able to pull it out. So ew. the Sixers, yeah, ew, exactly. <laughs> and and they're they're uh, they're a win by a comfortable amount kind of team. And I think they're gonna they're gonna pull it off. Okay, sounds good. Well. Listen, I disagree with you. I took the Raptors in five <laughs> to start the series. So, so who has a chance of being right, me or you, at this point? I mean, I still have a chance of being right with the Raptors winning the series, gotcha. just not in the same amount. Of, you oh, okay. said, what'd you say? You said Sixers and what? I said Sixers and seven. Six. Yeah. You said seven? Yeah. Really? Yep, Sixers and I gotta seven. I got to go back on our text thread. I remember you picking the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you have you have the chance of being 100% right. 100%. It's the only way I do things. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a commercial break really quick, but when we come back, Kizu and I will be doing the NBA Twitter segment, plus we'll be going over the rest of the NBA playoff slate. Don't go anywhere. It's the dime. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You are now listening to The Dime with Josh Rodriguez. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Dime. You can follow Dime on Twitter at the Dime NBA. I'm Josh Rodriguez at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. With me is my best friend Kizzo. You can follow his account at ew with three W's E W W W Sports. If you want a good laugh, Kizzo, this is one of my most popular segments. I'm saving it for you. You ready? Born ready. Let's do it. Did you just? I can't believe. Yes. Yes, you really tweeted that out. NBA Twitter, you are undefeated. <laughs> All right. NBA Twitter is crazy, Kizzo. I know you don't listen to the podcast, and that's not me calling you out, but I have to explain this to you. So, basically, I take NBA Twitter takes, and I tell you what these people are saying on Twitter, and we discuss it. Sounds good to me. And I pick three tweets that I know are going to kind of trigger you, at least. Let's do it. All right, here we go. First tweet, Sean Williamson at Shane Will 747 says. He sounds dumb. <laughs> God. No matter how many haters he has, Kyle Lowry is a top 10 point card in the league. Hey. Enough said. Enough <laughs> said, Kizzo. 
You were right about one thing. What? You, you got me triggered right away. <laughs> this dude, my God, I don't know what he has on who. Wait, so is there a difference between playoff Kyle Lowry and regular season Kyle Lowry to you? I don't care. <laughs> Kyle Lowry is Kyle Lowry to me, and that dude is never making it anywhere. In in five time All Star. Beyond that, that is beyond me. How this dude <laughs> makes it into the All Star game? Yeah, he's in the Eastern Conference. It's whack. Yeah. However, how he's a starter every year just completely blows my mind. He's the most overrated by far. Overrated. Most overrated. Oh wow. Player in the NBA over the last five years, easily. Oh Not God. even close. Not even close. Wow. And I hate LeBron. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. So. Out of curiosity, if he's not a top 10 point guard, where is he in your mind? He's top 20. 20? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Who would you take over him? Do, do you want my list? I do want your list. Okay, let's see if I can do this. Okay. Lillard. Right. Westbrook. Two. Simmons. Three. Two point guards on the on Houston. Paul and Harden. Yeah, they're both point guards. Don't, Four, don't talk five. to me about no, that. Yeah, you're right. I'll give you that. Kemba Walker. Six. Steph Curry, not Seth. Seven. John Wall. <laughs> Eight. Murray. Nine. Drew Holiday. Not ten. the other two. So that's ten. That's ten to right. He's there's out. There's ten. He's done. And th- those okay. aren't even close. There's a, there's a few debatable here. Yeah, those Maybe are debatable. Yeah, those but are let's, close. let's continue. All right. Um, Russell, I don't think he's debatable. Eleven. Uh, Bledsoe, I, I probably one of the most, Bledsoe's for me, guard? yes, one of the most underrated players. I don't know if he's a I point would take guard, him, dude. You like Bledsoe a lot. Yes, yes. I would take him over, over your boy Kyle Lowry. Um, Mike Conley. That's 13 you've named. Trey Young. There's a fight right now in the game. <laughs> Trey Young. 14. De'Aaron Fox. Oh, that's, dude. It's close. Okay, you're, you're, he's, you're he's, he's a debatable. People who haven't done anything he's in a the de- league. He, and, I'm, and I'm Fox talking and about Young. a person who's done nothing in the league. Kyle Lowry. <laughs> okay, Kyle Lowry. These okay. guys at least have potential. God damn, man. And, and, and look, this one, this one is not going to be popular. Right. At all, okay. But I'm gonna say Patrick Beverly. Oh I will God, take dude. Patrick Beverly. I w- I don't think he's a better player. Right. I want him on my team more than I want Kyle Lowry. So that's 16 point guards you named. 16. Like I said, he's top 20. Wow, that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So Shane, I, Kizzo said you sounded stupid. I guess I guess he just and kinda, and he was right. <laughs> you kind of proved his point. Let's move on to the next tweet. This is from FNL at some local dude. Did you I say like FML? FNL. As okay. In, I don't know. Fuck nightlife. 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 Some fuck nightlife. Yes, fuck nightlife. There we go. We're at all about the day. Some <laughs> local dude. He says, he actually asks a question. This is the first time that uh, I'm proposing a question to my guests on the NBA Twitter segment. He asked, does LeBron really make his teammates better? This is a debate. The kids will have had, and I have had for the past what, fifteen? I wouldn't say fifteen, but since we've known each other, really, right? Almost. Give him your take. No. No. Why is that? No. Oh my God! Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> no. He just doesn't. No. You can't just say no. You no. have to have some logic behind it. No. Him. No. 
I can say no a lot of times, right? LeBron is a great specimen. He's a great basketball player. Right. If he wants to be, he has the if mentality. He, he has the mentality of a child. LeBron a child? of a child. God. LeBron has no capability. And by no capability, I mean he did it once of leading a team without feeling like he's not everything to it. LeBron, one time in the finals against the Warriors, right, proved that he could be that person. You don't think he proved it in Miami? I don't think he proved it in Miami. He teamed up with two top 15 players at the time. Okay, fair. Not top 15 point guards. Players. Top 15 players you could, you could in the league. Top, you could argue top 10 if you... I, I could just, absolutely argue top 10, but I'm going to be nice, Toronto, and we're not going to focus on that. Yeah, we're yeah, going to say right. he teamed up with two top 15 players yeah. in their prime. I don't think any of that had to do with LeBron James being LeBron James or, or reaching the capability that we all want LeBron James but, to reach. But the question is, does he make his teammates better? He doesn't. He doesn't make them better. He doesn't make Kyrie Irving better. He doesn't make Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh better. He doesn't make w- all these young folk. Young folk? Young folk. On the Los Angeles on Lakers. On the Los Angeles Lakers. Better. Yeah. Not one of them did he make better this year. That's you know that's a good point. Did not one improved under his tutelage. Not one, and and, and he's a distraction. The way he acted, jo- uh, Josh, you you agreed with me. The way he acted in in, in a game where he threw the ball at the at the underside uh, of yeah, the basket against, against the Suns. He that was one frustrated. Time. He's real frustrated frustrated with these young cats. He is not a team leader. He does not make his team better. He's a damn good player. He's the best I've ever seen, but he doesn't act like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I admit, I actually admitted to you, uh, I don't think it was the last time we saw each other, but the time before that, that uh, I've kind of flipped on this position. So this was a, like a 10-year debate that you and I have had. It's been a long time, my man. It's been a long now, time. Now, I do think early LeBron did make his teammates better, and I think Miami LeBron kind of did, but I think... Cleveland Part 2 LeBron didn't do anything. I mean, look at George Hill and Rodney Hood. Look at the playoffs they're having. They're killing it on their respective teams. They're contributing, and they are, quote-unquote, help. Now, I don't think they were enough help to win a championship, but they're help. You know, they're not the bums that people made them out to be in Cleveland last but year. But they're not playmakers. LeBron needs playmakers. He doesn't, though. He, he claims he needs playmakers. He claims that. He's the playmaker, and if you're LeBron James and you're not realizing that... Ah, oh, man, that's, that's a problem. All right, let's move on. Last tweet. This is from Raider Cody at Raider Cody. He says, the NBA is trash now. Take me back to the 90s. Take me with you, brother. <laughs> Take me with you, please. I love the NBA, bro. I mean, I, I, do, do me wrong. I do miss the 90s. I mean, there's a nostalgia feeling to it. NBA and NBC music. I think about the Knicks being good. Um, the fact that there was like one, max two superstars to every team. Everybody had their own franchise. It was, it was. I like that setup better than the setup that we have now with the super teams. But I think there's still a lot to love in today's NBA. Josh, how many teams in your mind before the playoffs could win the NBA championship if all healthy? If all healthy? If all healthy. How many teams? Well, this is the one year. How many teams can realistically win the championship if all healthy? Going into this year, I thought the Warriors were, it was either the Warriors or the Rockets. 
Now, throughout the year, I think you can make the case for the Bucks. You can make the case for the Raptors. You can make the case for the Rockets. And is, is your case Kyle Lowry? Because I, I can't no, make that case no, for the no, Rockets. no, no. And now that KD's out, I think for the first time in a very, very long time, the playoffs are wide open, and I'm right, excited because about it. of an injury. So, right. so to answer my question, you're saying maybe three teams, three teams can max. win the championship yeah, yeah, yeah. max. And really, let's be honest, the Warriors were going to win it all. But you, you can say the same thing about Jordan's Bulls, man. Didn't everybody know the Bulls were going to win? I don't think so. I, I was younger. I admit I was younger. Yeah, same. I thought the Knicks could beat the Bulls every year. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I was wrong. Young and dumb that we were. Um, yep. It, the Sonics, the the Jazz, the Rockets, any of those teams, I think going into the playoffs, we all felt that that could beat them. The Pacers gave them a damn good run. Magic. Um, the Magic gave them a real good run, especially in the yeah. early years with Shaq. They uh, actually I, beat the Bulls in 95. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, minus Jordan. But, no, but, Jordan was there. Was he? Well, yeah. okay. He came back late. That's the season he came back. Right. Right. Okay. You're right. A- anyway, the, the, the point is, in the 90s, it was so much more competitive. The the Suns, we forgot Charles Barkley they were the so Suns. Good. Yeah, they were so the good. The Blazers, all these teams, they were very, very competitive. They had heart. I, I preached about that earlier. They have heart, and that's and that's what mattered. These guys wanted to win. They didn't want to wait until the offseason and say, ah, you know what, we lost 30 games already. You know who I can team up with in free agency next year? <laughs> was never a thought that's that true. would cross any of these guys' that's true. minds. And if, if people teamed up, it was role players. None of these or superstars. Or at the end of the career, like Drexler or, went to the Rockets, yeah, Barkley went to the Rockets. Yeah, Hippie and it's the, almost, yeah. it's almost uh, irrelevant at yeah. that point. Almost yeah. irrelevant. You're right. And even 90s guys such as Peyton and Malone, who at the end of their careers went, the went over to the Lakers. I don't believe that was in the 90s, but they were 90s guys. Right. Uh, they were championship hunting at the end of their career. They would have never done that in their prime. They had so much pride and so much... So much of their legacy was competing against Jordan and being the guys that can be the ones at the end competing against Jordan. And there was something special about that. I do miss that. I do miss that. I'm not going to lie. But I I still love today's NBA. I can't help it. I think you can love both. You can love both. You can love both. But, you know, that NBA on NBC Music. The best. Clincher for me. The best. And that is the NBA Twitter segment. The... Houston Rockets Golden State Warriors series and we can dissect game five all we want really what it comes down to is that Kevin Durant got injured and the Rockets went into the fourth quarter tied with a Warriors team that did not have Kevin Durant and they couldn't walk out the building with a win now they're down 3-2 they're in a must-win situation for two straight games Durant has been ruled out already for the rest of the series so they're not going to play with Durant is it advantage Rockets right now it's interesting you say that because last year we had a very similar situation, right? right? Chris Paul Chris was Paul, out yep. game six and seven. Yeah. And the Rockets were up three to two. Yep. And now reverse. you've got the best player out of, out, you know, all, reverse, all out of reverse. the Warriors. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> and I think that the Warriors win. Me too. I still do too, man. I'm rooting for the Rockets. Yeah, I would love to see something different, and I know LeBron's not in the playoffs, and I know the Warriors could possibly lose, and I would love something completely different from what I've seen the last few years. Um, however, uh, I think that the Warriors get back to being who they are. Who they originally were. Who they Their originally original were. personality, I agree with playing that. Playing free basketball. Yeah. 
You don't have to run an offense through Kevin Durant. And granted, they moved the ball better than any team, but they they still moved it way better when uh, when Durant wasn't a part of this team. Yeah, but you know, Sean Livingston's older. Iggy's older. Steph doesn't seem like I would he's... tell you every single player on that team is older <laughs> now after that. two years. So thank you for that, <laughs> that piece. Draymond is not... I mean, he's also older. He's also he's older. Also but older. let's be honest, he's regressed a lot since those days before KD. He's not the same player he what used to be. What do you think the reason is? Because I think it's opportunity. He he hasn't shot the ball well at all for the because past year and a half. Because there's not enough years. shots to go but around. There are. He just sometimes he doesn't even shoot the ball. Josh, there's, how been, many? there's been times where he. I mean, in the playoffs, he's been he's been shooting the ball, but throughout the regular season, he's passed up open three after open three. Let, after let me ask three. you this: If I was a good player on the Warriors right now, would you ever want me shooting? What do you mean by that? I mean, if I if I got Clay, yeah, Steph, Durant surrounding me, do you ever want me shooting the ball? I would rather you shoot the ball than anybody else if I'm def- uh, defending you. But if you're saying if I'm a member of the Warriors, if you're a member of the Warriors. Do you ever want me well, shooting the, the ball if but I got Draymond those three superstars? Used to be a viable three point threat. I'm not saying he was I the best three point threat, but he no. could at least you had to respect him. You had to guard this, him. Out there. This is what's going to end up happening. The offense is going to run a little bit more through Draymond. And in turn, that's going to give him a few more assists in the game. Yeah. It's going to give him a few more opportunities to score in the game. And it's going to make him feel a little bit more involved. Yeah. Which is maybe going to get him a little more active on the defensive end and on the and in the rebounding game. And I think that the, the lack of ball control ew. Ew, of Durant is going to allow these Warriors to play young and free like they used to. Even though, yes, Josh, they are older now. No, I know that, but it, it's different now. Like Steph has not performed that well this series, so I mean, he did have a, a, a good fourth quarter. Apparently, I, Aisha thinks he's not performing too well either. <laughs> Let's not talk about that right now. Sorry, sorry, I couldn't help myself. But um, I, I think it's a little different. I mean, I, I, they're still not the same team. Yes, they're going to be more free. I understand they're going back to their older ways, but it's still a different team. Like I said. You, you make, you're making fun of me right now for saying Iggy and Sean Livingston are older, but they are significantly older and aren't what they used to be. They did lose a step, especially defensively. Iggy has lost a step a bit. You know, um, Kevin uh, Kevon Looney's not the same as Andrew Bogut, even though Bogut's still on the team. Like what Bogut was to well, that team. Well, Bogut's older too. Yeah, and, uh, but, but no, no I, I completely agree. And I think I think the thing that's going to hurt them a little more is is Iguodala's in their starting lineup, and he didn't used to be. Um, having him be able to come off the bench and having guys who are, who are really viable starters like like right. Harrison Barnes, um, that's that's the difference of this series or, or uh, of this team at, at this moment. Um, but again, I think I think there's just a different type of player that is Steph Curry with without a Durant, that is Clay Thompson without a Durant. Right. The freedom that they're about to have right now is going to be uh, world changing for them. Interesting. Now, let's uh, talk about the Rockets a little bit. What do you think of the system, this isolation system that they're running, basically give the ball to James Harden? Wait, they, they have a team? <laughs> yeah, they have a team. They have. Oh. Come on. You, you mean not, when Harden dribbles up and then he, he pulls up and gets right. fouled or, or he right. kicks to Eric Gordon and Eric Gordon makes a long three-pointer? Basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, what about it? So you, you're not. You're, I take it that you're not a huge Rockets fan. I am not a fan of that system. I think James Harden is an incredible player. He's an incredible individual player. He is a great um, 
rules bender. <laughs> Rule bender. <laughs> <laughs> he he finds Ways not even a bender. Rules. Not even a bender. But, but he he just takes advantage of rules. And yeah, he hey, does. I can't hate him. I like strategy games more than anything. Right. If, if you're not, you know, if you're not going to win by by being better than me, then you better be smarter than me. And damn, he, <laughs> he's smarter. He he figured out ways to uh, to to better himself. Um, and I can't hate on that, but I also don't like watching it. I think he's an incredible specimen, but he's he's not he's not what basketball is to me. So I, I, I really can't root for him. I can't root for the way that the Rockets pass the ball. Uh, you know, yeah, or sure they, I, I feel sure like, they kick yeah. it around the, the, the perimeter every, every once, once in a while, while but yeah. it's it's not real basketball to me. It's just annoying that you – and I've been defending Mike D'Antoni for 10 years, I feel like, and this year like I've watched the Rockets' offense, and it, it I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And I've been rooting for Mike D'Antoni to win a championship just so I can throw it in the face of Mellow supporters. But, you know, it, it's hard for me to watch the game. Do those exist anymore? Mellow supporters? Yes. Oh, okay. yes. oh my God, yes. Curious. I mean, you're not on Twitter, so you really don't know. But, yeah, yes. Um, but, yeah, it, it's really hard to root for a team that doesn't really move the basketball like that, especially when they have one of my favorite point guards of all yeah, time, Chris, Chris Ball. Ball yeah. He's just chilling at the three-point line. And I know I'm saying this after he had one of the worst games of his playoff career. I went to bat for him last episode. And then he ends up having one of the worst games ever. But I'll still go to bat for him because he's still one of the best point guards ever. Why would you have one of the best point guards ever just chilling on the, on the wing? Like, doing nothing. Because you have James 80? Harden who's but able to put up an efficient 30 to 40 efficient, to 50 to really 60 to 70 though? points. I don't really know if it's efficient when you're not shooting well. For, I mean, he shot well last game and, and the game before that. But I think the efficiency comes from how, how often he gets to, to the, the line, line. And, the, and, the, yeah. and the fact that he makes it at 90% or whatever he's shooting. Probably over 90% at this point. It's just that they're so anti-Warriors, and I love the way the Warriors were organically founded on this system of ball movement, everybody moving around, and the Rockets are the antithesis of that, and it's hard for me to to actually accept the fact that the antithesis of that, everything I hate about basketball, is the one thing that can bring that team down. Yeah. Frustrating. It's weird. Absolutely frustrating. It's weird. For sure. Yeah. But And I don't know. I think the Rockets, I think they win game six. I think they blew a golden opportunity not being able to beat the Warriors. Uh, they basically just had to win a quarter. That's all it was. Right. Just win the fourth quarter without Kevin Durant. Yes, it was on the road, but that's all you had to do. You're up 3-2, and then you're going to tell me you can't take one of two from the Warriors without Kevin Durant? R- reminds you of last year, right? All they had yeah. to do was win a certain amount of yeah, uh, yeah. a certain amount of time, and they have the series. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate for them. However, I, I agree with you, Josh. Um, I don't want to see the Rockets win, but I also would love to see somebody other than Golden yeah. State win. It would be real nice if the Sixers won at all. Well, you're a Sixers fan, so you say that. I do. Now, okay, so I'll ask you this. Warriors win, right? Let's just say hypothetically Warriors win. Do you think they're vulnerable in the next round against either Portland or Denver? Right now we're watching the game live. We're watching the uh, Blazers-Nuggets game, so we're probably not going to break it down. Portland's up nine uh, end of the third quarter right now. I don't think either one of these teams has a chance to beat the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, but let's just say Sixers, Raptors, Bucks, any one of those teams. What do you think? Yes. I think... To all three? Or? I think any team has a shot. I don't think that a young team without a superstar such as... And, and I know Jokic. I love Jokic, but he's not the superstar that we are accustomed to. Like a Lillard, like uh, an Embiid, really, right, they're, right. where they're the, the clear face of the team. Um, I, I don't think that, that 
Denver's really capable. But I think a team that's young and tough, young enough, but also experienced enough, like a Portland, I think Portland can can challenge this team. Really? If they had Nurkic, I would say they're the favorite without Durant. Without Durant. Favorite? I think that, that's, that's, that, that's that strong. Portland with Nurkic and, and the Warriors without Durant. I think that Portland's a favorite. I, I saw them live. I saw them beat the crap out of the <laughs> Sixers. Yeah, that's right. I was sitting in the last row of the stadium, <laughs> and I watched them beat the absolute living crap out of At the Sixers. At a time when the Sixers were playing well, too. They were playing so well. Yeah. They had their whole starting five ready, and it was embarrassing. And I watched them, and I said, this team could go really far in the Western Conference. And, and you know, without Durant, what, what better opportunity? Ennis Cantor steps in. He's almost a Nurkic. He's hurt. He's hurt, though. He's almost yeah. a Nurkic. I, I, he still I think nice it's good be, enough. Yeah. I think you, you have two great guards that are that are able to play. you got some great role players. The others, as Shaq always talks about again, that, that are playing very well. Harkless, and, and it's it's... I think they have a shot. Yeah, I do. So you think I'm sleeping on Portland because I just bypassed anybody in the Western Conference yeah. after the Rockets. I do think you're. I think you're sleeping on them. Yeah. Interesting. See, I, I would give Portland a chance against Houston. I don't know if I'd give them a chance against Golden State because I think I still have that mindset of Golden State uh, of the past of them. I, I just see them moving the basketball. I see them winning 73 games. I see. And them at winning the same games. time, yeah, they're, they're older. older. <laughs> they're older. <laughs> All right. Well, this game isn't over yet, so let's skip straight to the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's just assume your Sixers win. Of course we'll assume that because we we'll predicted they're winning by 11. We'll, game end, seven. we'll end on this note. Sixers, Bucks, objectively, honestly, who would you take? Honestly, I say the Bucks win. Honestly? <laughs> honestly. If I'm being honest, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying the Bucks win. I think they're just too complete. They're too deep. Ill, and yeah. and the the Sixers, what they're showing me. Yeah, they showed me good stuff tonight. I don't think they're ready to beat a team as complete like that with a superstar as great as that, with a supporting cast as great as that. Um, those of you who know me, I am not a Kyle Lowry fan, and if that's your number, nobody two is. Player, I don't think anybody's a Kyle Lowry fan. If that's your number fan. two player. And Siakam is just a one year too young, yeah. one year too inexperienced. Yeah. I don't think the the Raptors have it, but I think I think the Bucks are a step above the Raptors. You know, they're like a one seed to a two seed. Oh, it makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. Right, it does. Um, and and I, I think I think the Raptors have just what it takes to beat this Sixers team. You said the Bucks have it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. The Raptors don't have it. I think the Bucks have the have just what it takes to beat this Sixers team. Correct. All right. Sounds good. Well, Kizzo. I want to thank you for hopping on the dime with me. It's been real. Um, I'm glad I will you hop on it anytime you want. I, I, where can people follow Eel Sports again? Let them know. Let them know. At E-W-W-W Sports. It's, it's growing. It is. It's a movement. <laughs> There's Hall of Famer NFL players. There's NFL actually. players. Hall of Famers. MMA fighters. On like. this. MMA fighters. Artists. <laughs> painters. And rappers, and we're, we're not talking about like those uh, artists that follow you that have like forty thousand likes. No, no, and, uh, followers that you don't know that are going to follow you like a week later. These have actual. this blue little blue check mark next to them, <laughs> similar to the Hall of Famers and current NFL players that are following. That's right. right. Everybody loves it. Well, listen, if you want to follow The Dime on Twitter, it's at The Dime NBA. I'm Josh Rodriguez at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore The Dime Hotline. It's 805-826-3463. The next time you'll hear me, we'll know who's in the conference finals. We might have – it's looking like we're going to have 
well, I wouldn't say three game sevens, but at least two. Right now, Portland's beating Denver. Uh, we would have talked about them, but we have no idea how this game's going to end. Watch this go another four overtimes, and I'm going to miss, like, coverage of another classic. We'll see. But this is what happens when you are on the East Coast and you're recording very, 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 very late. And your co-host has a eight-month-old son. That, that needs to be attended to. Correct. All right. Well, Kizzo, thanks for hopping on, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is my first time, and I'm loving it. All right. Sounds good. So, everybody, look, be on the lookout for uh, a conference finals prediction episode next week, and I'll catch you next time on The Dime. here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.